This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is Come On Eileen by Save Ferris, of course, a band that took its name from the film Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I believe I used to have on VHS. And uh, I'm not the only one that had a robust VHS collection. And uh, there's still a lot of folks that put a lot of effort and a lot of time into acquiring VHS tapes. Andy Campbell Furcus is a VHS collector, and he was explaining to News 5 Nashville what's so great about VHS tapes. A lot of stores got rid of their VHS sections. While they did that, I took them. (laughs) I love that feeling of popping in the tape like physically. It's just like a thing that you don't get with hit and play on something on YouTube. I grew up with it. It was a part of my childhood, my teen years. And for me, it just didn't go away. And it's not just VHS tapes. This country is swarming in nostalgia. VHS tapes, Etch-A-Sketch, Polaroid cameras, mood rings, lava lamps. These are all popular products on America's vintage purchase list. Three in ten consumers miss the iconic TV commercials from the 90s, and a quarter miss buying things through infomercials and catalogs. What is driving this thirst for nostalgia? Well, we talked about some of the items that you miss on Friday, and I was overwhelmed at the call volume on that. Somebody that uh, may have an idea of what's going on here is Kate Hardcastle, a.k.a. the Customer Whisperer. She's a retail expert and the U.K.'s leading go-to business expert. Kate, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I was loving the music there as well. Well, thank you. Hey, even if uh, even if the things that I say are inane and make no sense, hopefully people will at least tune in for the music. Not. It sounds like you're making some good points there. Isn't it fascinating that we're actually delving back into our past for a bit of comfort and security? And I think this research from Artists is so interesting because many of us are taking full advantage of everything that digital, digital has to offer, right? We use it to make our lives easier. I mean, don't you love the fact that if you don't know the name of a song, you can kind of hum a bit? And you've got something that will tell you what the name is. I mean, you probably know all the songs anyway, but I sometimes get confused. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I get confused you do, all the you time. that too? Yeah, oh, no, no, all, all the time. So, uh, so tell us about this research, Kate. This was a study of 2,000 American shoppers. And what did it reveal? 
Well, first and foremost, we want to take a bit of a time machine back to some of those good old stores. And one of these means a lot to me, too, because the physical stores Americans want to happily travel back to includes Radio Shack, Blockbuster, Circuit City. But here's one for me. 13% would go back to Borders. I loved a Borders in the States when I used to come over. Oh, there was, I, I felt like I was so sophisticated having a coffee and reading books. Did you, any of those stores that you would go back yes, to? Yes, yes. In fact, even before I saw this, uh, this uh, research, uh, I was asked what businesses I missed most, and two of the ones that I cited were Borders Books and Walden Books. I had a lot of great times there, and I was sad to see it. Uh, but I guess one question that a lot of people are going to ask, Kate, is, If Americans miss so many of these stores like Radio Shack, Blockbuster, Borders, Circuit City, why are they all gone? If the consumer appetite still exists for stores like uh, Circuit City and Borders, why are they not here anymore? Well, look, you're right to point that out, and we do very much shop emotionally, but we also shop in trends, and it's very cyclical. It kind of goes round like the vinyl on the turntable in about 20, 30-year cycles. So if you've seen the kids these days, including mine, I hasten to add, you know, wearing the Guns N' Roses T-shirts, all wanting to understand what a Walkman was, you know, this is very much about the cyclical fashion trends that we see coming round. And the same will happen with stores. We will have high streets, we will have malls that are reinvigorated again, but they've got to go through this evolution of change first, so they weren't fit for purpose. But I think a lot of the driver for this research through a artist, because it makes so much sense, is the fact that we do feel comfort through things that feel good to us, they're known to us, they're part of our childhoods. And I think that's why you see a lot of the brands being mentioned here that are popular. The idea of lava lamps that you mentioned, the VHS tips, it's all, it's all back. And I think marketers these days have to understand and have to be on the pulse of how we work as consumers. It's so important. Now, Kate, if um, it, people see this research, which I find very interesting, and some folks may think, well, haven't um, throwback items haven't nostalgic items, retro items, always been something that the American people were were interested in? After all, there's a reason antique stores have done so well uh, throughout the history of this country. Is this really something new, or are we just changing the era of the items that we're nostalgic for? I think that's a great question. You're spot on to highlight that there's always been those antiquities and things we can visit. I was in an antique store in Hollywood last week. I could have spent all day there. It was fantastic. But I think the thing that's different these days is it's easier to connect with. It's easier to reach because of social media. And social media has become the great amplifier in all of this. And this is where the digital with the real world, the analog with the digital comes together to bring physical items back into it. It's the idea that many of us love those iconic TV jingles that many of us miss buying through catalogs. And I think we're going to see more and more of a resurgence there. Some of it's the good stuff as well, you know, sustainability worries, younger people wanting to get involved with the environment by making do and mend is a great initiative and change. But some of this is that comforter. It's the idea that we're going to see a different version of a high street, a different version of retail stores, but some of it that will also nod and tilt the cap to the past. Hmm. 
I know I have not seen this program yet, but I know the show Stranger Things is very popular. And some people have said that Stranger Things is in part what's driving Americans taste for all sorts of products that were big in the mid to late 80s. Is that is that is that true from where you're observing? Absolutely. And also TV shows like Friends, which is pretty much paid on repeat these days, is bringing back the psyche of the 90s. We've seen a lot of 90s fashions through. So, yes, 80s, Kate Bush, very much coming to fruition. New generations of people listening to this music. We saw her shoot to number one in the charts again. It's really a case of understanding and the sense that every generation will want to discover. We all feel that we need to find our path and our destination and a very much case of exploring things that feel new and different to us. I did exactly the same with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and became obsessed with it, much to my parents' amusement. <laughs> and I'm watching my children do the same now. And that's why this conference is so great that this organisation is doing. It's called Power to the Marketer. But really, we're all marketers these days. We're all out there sharing the message. We're all out there almost creating our own environment and sharing things that we love and care about. And that's where the digital comes into it. But the fact that my children want a Walkman for Christmas, I honestly, it just makes me howl with laughter. I think it's brilliant. So uh, tell me tell me uh, exactly what Power to the Marketer is. I know it's uh, an event uh, that the, there's a Power to the Marketer festival that's taking place here in New York tomorrow. What exactly is it? Well, it's a festival that's going to talk about this research, but also highlight how we as consumers interact with brands. And it's run by Amartis, who are this company that help connect the dots between us as buyers and those organizations selling to us, the brands and the retailers. And the reason I think it's fascinating is twofold. One, I think, yes, we are all marketers in a way. We've all got social media platforms. We've got our stories to tell and our hobbies and interests. But I think we're becoming savvier as customers more than ever. Now, it always happened in the States, also with the coupon cutting and everything's been done so well there. But I think we've got a younger generation, a new generation out there knowing how to navigate, just how to get the best deals and how to find brands that are authentic too. And I think it's really interesting. They're going to be hearing from everyone from Jimmy Choo right through to Disney and Adidas. So there's a lot of brands there all setting their stall out to talk about it. It's free as well, so I love oh. anything that's free. You don't get you don't get the customer whisper not loving a bargain, and <laughs> there is no greater bargain than free. So, uh, if people do want to go to this, how can they do that? Do you know? Yeah, you can click onto the internet and search for Power of the Marketer and look for a Marcus. You'll go straight to all of the links, hmm. register there. You can sit at home from the comfort of your home. Dial into the sessions that are of interest to you, or indeed there are physical huh. events all international well, as well. But you know, I'm going to be definitely listening to the Gibson guitar ones. I am a rock and roll freak, so I can't wait <laughs> for that one. Well, good. I'm, I'm going to try and log into this uh, as well. This is usually around the time that I go to bed, but I will stay up a little later to at least see some of this. Two quick things that I am hoping that you will bring up in one of the panels that you're that you're on for this power to the marketer festival festival and both of them are selfish but i think they're both fitting within the kind of theme that you're talking about one they discontinued coca-cola discontinued a year and a half ago my favorite soda one of my favorite sodas which was big in the 80s and that's tab 
Now, you've got to bring up the fact that with all this resurgence of interest in the 1980s culture, you can't really you can't really explore 1980s culture or the 70s, for that matter, without bringing back tab. We we need these power to the marketer folks to bang the drum for bringing back tab. I'm running a campaign for that campaign manager. Love it. Wonderful. And two, this is a serious question. You alluded to the resurgence and and the comeback of vinyl records. Uh, Last year, there were more vinyl records sold uh, than have been sold in the last 30 years, a record that they broke the previous year and the previous year. Every year these days, it seems like more and more vinyl records are sold, which back in 1985, nobody ever thought that would happen. I would love to know your take and the take of your colleagues that have studied this research. What would need to happen to plain old regular terrestrial radio to experience the same kind of resurgence among young people that vinyl records is is experiencing right now? Well, I think that's a question for all of the people on the panel because I think it's a brilliant media. And we always get reminded about how important radio stations are when we need things from our community. And we've seen that. The fact that you are there as a supportive voice for so many communities is definitely something I'm going to pass on to my kids. I hope they always tune in. It's so important. But let's see if there's a resurgence to be had too. Absolutely. Uh, Kate Hardcastle, the Power to the Marketer Festival. If you just Google Power to the Marketer or use any search engine, uh, Power to the Marketer, you can register for free. It's going to take place uh, beginning tomorrow. It's a three-day event. It's uh, pretty exciting, and uh, they'll delve into some of this research that we've been talking about. Kate, it was great to talk with you. Uh, Hopefully, I'll, I'll see you in studio whenever you're in New York, okay? Would love it. Absolute honor. Thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222 if you want to comment on any portion of of our conversation. In just a moment, we're going to talk about something interesting. What it is, I'm not quite sure yet. I've got it narrowed down to the last five. I have now an app that allows me to spin the wheel of topics. You remember we were spinning the wheel of topics. Uh, We actually used to have a, a physical wheel, but now... It's really neat. We have a, it's an app. It's called Spin the Wheel Random Picker. So I'm going to spin the wheel in commercial, and um, we are going to, you know, find something interesting here. Okay, uh, all right. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Straight ahead. The other side of midnight. midnight. 